0: in the eyes of the world are on Ukraine and while it is half a world away for us and uh, we talk about how it affects us here the, the price of gas going up the stock market is struggling right mm-hmm. um it's very different for people that live there needless to say uh, joining us right now is Julian Haida and Julian is a uh Ukrainian currently in London but you were you were just in Chicago. We actually met up with you only because you'd come here over the holidays, and now are you trying to get back home?
1: Uh, That's a very good question. At a time when so many people are trying to get to safety, Uh, Ukraine is surrounded on three sides by the Russian military in Belarus, Russia, and in a part of Moldova called Transnistria. And the lines at the border... Uh, to Poland, to the West, are um, I have a friend who who's been in line for for close to 36 hours, and she just got to the first checkpoint. Oh wow! So uh, while my heart is with um, my my family and friends in Ukraine right now, the the head of the Ukrainian Catholic Church, you see all those domes in Ukrainian village. So the boss of those church, the head of the Ukrainian Catholic Church in Ukraine. Uh, who's in charge of those churches that are in Chicago? That is close to home, uh, says that Ukraine is at risk of becoming an open-air death camp. Ugh. It is surrounded, and it's you know it's the size of Texas. It's a thousand miles across. People in western Ukraine that can't be farther from Russia uh, are like they're in Chicago, but the war that's been going on for eight years is where New York City is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yet. by Falling everywhere in between. Wow. It's the same distance from Chicago to New York as it is from from the western region that most of Chicagoans are from uh, to to uh, New York. So it's a huge country, and and it feels like nowhere is safe right now.
0: Well, yeah, and I was going to ask you that, Julian, because we hear a lot about the East and the West uh, sides of the country, whereas the West is not as affected, but. By- not now anyway, but I think that that could change, right? Well, you know,
1: that has been a long-standing myth. Without getting too much into the history of Ukraine and a lot of the, the really awful stories of ethnic cleansing and displacement that happened that, that re- are reflected in today's demographics in Ukraine. Since Russia invaded the first time eight years ago, Ukraine has never been more united across regions, across ethnic lines. Ukraine is still very ethnically diverse compared to neighboring countries like Poland or Hungary. And despite that, despite having an economy that has been used and abused by foreign countries, um, Ukrainians have managed to have a, uh, a diverse, a tolerant society. And if you look at the last presidential election that brought President Zelensky to power every single region except for two halves of two regions voted for him in an overwhelming majority. The country is, would make the U.S. jealous in terms of how united they could be around one candidate, right? Mm-hmm. So if we talk about the U.S. having a north-south divide or red-state, blue-state divide, in my opinion, Ukraine doesn't have any of that. Uh, Ukraine has uh, coalesced around a particular vision of independence, and it doesn't matter whether someone lives in a city, or in the country, in the east or the west, uh, Ukrainians are more united now than ever, and I think even an example for for the people of the U.S. of how to build a peaceful and democratic society that is now being attacked. Yeah, because that's also a threat to Russia, by example, uh, and to Vladimir Putin's Russia. Um, so it's, it's it's something that everybody is going through right now, and as we saw the other day, instead of it being troops crossing the border and firing from the east, uh, rockets are able to fire from a 1,000 miles away. Right. Rockets are able to fall. Planes are able to drop bombs. It's, it's, there's nowhere east or west, north or south, that anybody is safe, even the people that, that Russia claims to be protecting.
0: Uh, we're talking to Julian Haida, U- Ukrainian, uh, was just here in, in Chicago. You, you came here over the holidays, and now uh... – maybe trying to get back into into Ukraine. So you're obviously in contact with uh friends and and family back there. Uh you you mentioned one friend trying to um uh get get out of the country. Um have you have you talked to others that are that are staying behind and what is that like?
1: Um you know, I think I think anybody who would say they know what they're going to do tomorrow is lying
0: mm.
1: except for maybe the people who are picking up arms. And I'd like to emphasize again that Ukrainians want peace, they don't want a war, but they will defend themselves. And so, um, yes, there are people who stated their intention to stay, to fight, and and I know some of them. Uh, I've been working as a a journalist uh, for the last 10 years or so, but about a half a year ago, um, I I committed to, to to going to school in Ukraine and and, and had moved there from Chicago. Uh, My my roots are in Ukraine and I'm fluent in Ukrainian. And um, one of my professors um, had been training the last few weeks in an independent uh, militia uh, that is now being conscripted. And he's not where we were able to contact him uh, uh, yesterday. He said, all is good and uh, stay safe and we haven't been able to contact him. He's probably somewhere defending a breached border, whether it be to the north near Chernobyl, since Russian forces have taken Chernobyl, right. um, or, or somewhere to, to, the, to the east and northeast. Uh, but tanks are now in the capital of Kyiv, and, and they're expecting that within a few hours, possibly, Russian paratroopers will be in the city and will attempt to, to um, take over the government. Which again is a a a, a peace loving, uh, tolerant, democratic government.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, we're hearing that they've taken the airport, so it, right. it just seems to be a matter of time. So, Julian, you were just in Chicago. What what do our Ukrainian brothers and sisters here? I mean, what are they going through? What are they? I've, I've got to assume they all have family back in the Ukraine.
1: Yeah, so. Um, Many do. Uh, Chicago's Ukrainian community is also pretty diverse. You know, Ukrainians have been in Chicago for almost 130 years, and it's kind of ironic when one hears someone like Vladimir Putin say that the Ukrainian nation was invented in the 1990s or invented in the 1920s when Ukrainians were in Chicago self-identifying as Ukrainians before the Soviet Union ever existed when vladimir lenin was a child you <laughs> know, and, and that's and that's in chicago right so um we have people from the old ways who are descended from the people who came here in the 1890s and we also have people who came very recently who have brothers sisters wives children in ukraine right now and chicago ukrainian community is, is is mostly from western ukraine um and I think some people felt that they were more or less safe. Um, a lot of Chicago's Ukrainians are from the city of Frankivsk, yeah. which is pretty far western Ukraine. It's, it's in the mountains. And, and you know, it, people thought that it would be a stronghold and that it would be kind of impenetrable. And everybody there is ready to kind of to defend the country. And yet their airport doesn't exist anymore yeah. as of yesterday. Um, and their power is being rationed. And so it's, you know, people are keeping in touch. Systems of communication are, are in place. Uh, Ukraine has a lot of experience with cyber attacks. Uh, you know, there's, there's some people who said, um, Terrell Jermaine Brown, who's a reporter who's in, in Ukraine right now, um, did, a, did a, a piece a few years ago about cybersecurity and how every tactic that we saw against like, the colonial pipeline in the U.S., had been used against infrastructure in Ukraine before. So the idea being that Russia uses Ukraine as a testing ground for how to manipulate and, and, and harass and, and kill people in other countries. And, and, and so Ukraine's cybersecurity infrastructure, electrical infrastructure, et cetera, is has is much improved because of that threat. And so people are able to keep in touch with their family and friends on the ground. Of course, you know, if bombs start falling and physical infrastructure gets destroyed, it, it's much more difficult, but um, yeah, people are, are, are afraid. They're hopeful. They're not panicking. Uh, they're ready to defend themselves, but yeah, they're concerned and, and they want to do whatever, whatever they can. People are contacting their um, in Chicago are contacting lawmakers for support. Um, but you know, there's, there isn't any military support, uh, other than weapons being sent to Ukraine, uh, and the U S has said that they're not going to really, uh, do much in the way of, of boots on the ground, whether that's a good or a bad thing is something that people are, are debating Ukrainians also, but you know, the Ukrainian, uh, government has asked anybody in any country that has military experience and is willing to stand up for Uh, a a robust Western-style democracy to come and volunteer. And there already seem to be people coming from other parts of Europe to fight on behalf of Ukraine where their military
0: is uh, Julian, we, we sincerely appreciate you spending time helping us understand a little bit more from a certainly a Ukrainian perspective. Uh, we wish you, your family, your friends, the absolute best uh, back there. And uh, um, we want to hold on to your number because we might need to talk to you some more uh, as you learn more and more about your friends there. Best of luck to you and, and know that so many Americans are thinking of Ukraine right now.
1: Well, thank you very much. I am glad to talk to you anytime. You know how to contact me. You're here. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Thanks, Judy, for for your great questions as well.
0: You're a great ambassador for the Ukraine. To say the least. Julian Haida, a journalist, a resident of Ukraine, uh, live in London right now as he's trying to make it back. (laughs) I mean, just imagine having left a couple weeks ago and now how do you get back into your, your country?